Hi, this is Bobby Burgess, uh, the original Mouseketeer and the dancer from the Lawrence Welk Show. Listen to TV Confidential with Ed. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television that will welcome back Michelle Danner later on in this hour. Michelle Danner, award-winning actress, filmmaker, and acting coach. Michelle has two new movies out right now, one of which is a psychological thriller that will remind you a little bit of the classic 80s horror movie, The Shining. We'll talk about that and more when Michelle Danner joins us later on in this Hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. Our second hour will include a conversation with Jenna Frisbee. Jenna is a two-time Emmy-nominated news writer and news producer who has put together a marvelous website that pays tribute to Emmy Award-winning character actor William Wyndham. William Wyndham, star of My World and Welcome to It, Murder, She Wrote, the TV version of The Farmer's Daughter, To Kill a Mockingbird, and many other memorable film and TV appearances. Jenna's website not only includes a treasure trove of information about William Wyndham, but interviews with many people who worked with William Wyndham as well as members of his family. Jenna Frisbee will join us in our second hour. We'll proceed to for that as well. In the meantime, we'll begin this hour by playing part two of a conversation that began last week with Emmy Award winner Ron Bacon. Ron spent 35 years in network television, mostly with ABC, working behind the scenes as an associate director, director, writer, producer, all kinds of capacities on more than 130 different TV shows, many of which were broadcast live, including special events like the Academy Awards broadcast, as well as such popular variety shows as the Frank Sinatra Show, the Lawrence Welk Show, the Ernie Kovacs specials, and Shindig. We're going to talk some more with Ron about some of the different types of shows he worked on and some of the many TV stars and TV personalities that he worked with behind the scenes. But first, as we pick up the conversation from last week, we were talking to Ron about some of his work on variety shows during the days of live television and some of the mishaps that can happen from week to week simply because everything was live. You have a fun story about... Dean Martin in a slant board that oh. taught me something about Dean I was not aware of. <laughs> okay. Well, this was a, it was a Ben Crosby special. The, I'm trying to think of the name of the producer. Oh, Sammy Kahn. Sammy Kahn, yeah. Sammy was, uh, who was a wonderful songwriter, was the producer of this Ben Crosby special. Dean Martin was a guest. And in those days, everything was live, of course. And shows had... The halfway mark, uh, it was in a one-hour show, they would have a station break at the halfway mark, 30 seconds commercial, and then they'd come back. And Dean Martin was scheduled to do a five-minute bit with Bing Crosby right after the station break at the halfway point. The show was called Planks for the Memory, and they, the art director had used stacks of planks in various forms to create different shapes and so forth, mm -hmm. and that was the theme of the show. And one of the things he did was he created two slant boards. Now, these slant boards were something that you would see on a movie set. What there was, it would be like a piece of plywood, but tilted at an angle. Mm -hmm. So a, a, an actor or an actress, uh, say a, a lady with a hoop skirt or something, uh, could get some relief during the day because mm -hmm. they couldn't remove the costume. They could lean against a, 
a slant board, and it would just give them a little bit of chance to change uh, how the blood was moving in their body. Yeah, make them a little more comfortable. Just for, yeah, for, it would just be something you'd do for a few seconds. Yeah. Not a lot, of, a lot of time, but if you were wearing a suit of armor or something, maybe you just want to just lean back a second. Mm-hmm. So there were two slant boards, and the idea was that they'd be facing each other, and that Dean Martin would be on one, and Bing Crosby would be on the other. Now, the idea was that these are two very laid-back guys. <laughs> yes. they're, they're, no, they're known for being, you know, easy. Yeah. You go on. So that made a whole lot of sense. And then there would be cue cards that they would read off of. So anyway, we're doing the, the show, and uh, there were a number of artists on there, including Mahalia Jackson was on that show, yeah. And, great, the um, great gospel singer. A wonderful gospel singer, very famous gospel singer. And... Uh, <laughs> So the show is going on, and, and I'm, I'm getting the various acts out in place, and I'm noticing that we are missing Dean Martin. I don't know where the heck he is. So I go to the producer, Sammy Kahn. I said, Sammy, uh, Dean isn't here yet, and we're, we're, we're 10 minutes into the show. And, uh, you know, it, it, he comes up in 20 minutes, and he said, well, don't worry about it. He'll be here. Well, <laughs> about 20 minutes after, he hadn't, still hadn't shown up. And then suddenly he comes through the door. And uh, he says, Sammy, I've got to have a drink. Got to have a drink. And so Sammy takes a fifth of Jack Daniels. He pours a water glass full of Jack Daniels, and Dean gulps it down. And he says, I've got to have another one. And so Sammy pours him another water glass. Of, I, mean, I can't believe this. Uh, Jack Daniels. And he drinks it. Well... It's now time to go on here after the commercial commercial's on, and, and Dean can't walk. <laughs> I will, I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> so he puts one arm over one of my shoulders and one over Sammy, and just between the two of us, we got him out there and put him, propped him up on on the slant board. Now there'd been no rehearsal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the slant board, I understand, kept Dean up, literally. And that propped him up, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, but later I thought to myself, I thought, did Dean, was he really that much of an alcoholic, or was this device that he used in order to get in character? It's, and that is the truth, I think, because he was not really known to be a drinker. No, and you just anticipated my question. What, I, what really interests me about that story is a few years ago, I had a chance to talk to two of the gold diggers who performed with Dean live in the 80s, uh, Vegas uh-huh. and all of that. And they said that whole drunk thing, that laid-back drunk thing that he did on his variety show for NBC, that was all an act. And Dean never, he never drank before, or he certainly never drank on stage. And so... Maybe he learned not to do that because <laughs> because of his experience on the D, on the big Crosby show or whatever. I don't know. I just I just know that he wasn't noted 
be a drinker. Uh, he, Frank? Frank Sinatra, who we talked about on last week's show with Ron. Like to drink. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and, the, and the guys in the Rat Pack, they, they partied. Yeah. But Dean would he'd drop out. He didn't want to be in, up all night. No, he wasn't. De- Dean was very much... Uh, he was disciplined, you know. Very disciplined. He would fold himself up at uh, 8 o'clock and, you know, go home. Yeah. And, that, that, and in a way, that's what made him cool in that he was not a hanger honor. He was his own person, and he could hold his own with the chairman of the board. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, he certainly was was Italian on it through and through. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, everything he did uh, reflected uh, well on who he was, truly. And these guys brought a lot of, of fun into the world, and I, I just... Had the greatest respect for them. They were extraordinary performers, particularly Frank. You know, the thing about Frank, the, the clue to his entire thing was that he had such extreme self-confidence, such total belief in himself, that absolutely nothing stood or could stand in the way of what he was going to do. It just required an enormous belief in self. He knew what he could do. He, he had great faith that is the ability to do it and uh, of course that comes from a lot of rehearsal a lot of work a lot of should do zillion shows exactly he was a little he was first on the ted mac amateur hour (laughs) he was a winner on the ted mac amateur hour do you ever hear of that show yes that was in in many respects that was the original star search that was the original american idol i actually worked on that show one of the very uh, for, was one of the very last TV shows they mm-hmm. did, but uh, before that was on radio, mm-hmm. and the format really was the Gong Show. When you think about exactly, it, exactly, exactly, the Gong Show was like the anti-Ted Mack <laughs> amateur yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah, the only difference was, was that the, I mean, you know, Chuck Barris was a very interesting guy. Yes, but we're gonna. We're, format, I want to. I want to ask you about Chuck Barris. The Gong also that was used. In black culture, in the, the famous uh, theater there, where all the black acts w- would compete. Oh, that like the but, Apollo? The Apollo, yeah. And if you were at the Apollo Theater, uh, did you ever see any of those shows? No, I've not, but I've seen... Well, somebody would come out, there'd be an act, and if the audience didn't like them, <laughs> there would be a guy with a cane with a hook on it, and they'd <laughs> grab him by the neck and pull him off the stage. <laughs> It was cruel. Yeah, really cruel. And everybody goes, and but if they like somebody, I mean, they would really applaud. Yeah. But it was, it was, it, it, <laughs> they just turn them into a just to humiliate people they didn't like. Well, that's well, I believe I believe that's the origin of the phrase "get the hook." Yeah, that was it. Get the hook was yeah. the name of the phrase. Yeah. Well, we don't need any hook right now because uh, we're very fortunate that Ron Bacon is spending part of his day with us. Ron spent 35 years in network television, mostly with ABC. He worked on more than 130 different TV shows, many of which were broadcast live, including weekly variety shows like the Frank Sinatra Show, the Lawrence Welk Show, Shindig, the Ernie Kovacs specials, as well as many special events like the Academy Awards broadcast, sporting events like the 1984 Olympics, 
news events like uh, the Democratic National Convention back then, back when they used to televise that uh, in the three network universe, as well as many of the game shows produced by Chuck Barris and Monty Hall. You can learn more about Ron at ronbacon.net. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. I want to ask you about Monty Hall and Chuck Barris in just a second. But first, we should talk a little bit more about The Lawrence Welk Show because, as we mentioned earlier, that was really the show where you learned a lot of the various skills that served you well throughout your career. And you really got to know Lawrence Welk very well, didn't you? Yes, it was a a wonderful opportunity. After I did the uh, very first show that I, I did which was the Ray Anthony show. The producer of the show, the Ray Anthony show, or the director, rather, introduced me to the director, producer of the Welk show. Who, I guess it was just the director at the time, Jim Hobson. And he told Jim that I had done a really good job on his show, and, and Jim wanted me to work on the Welk show. And eventually I got a job as stage manager, which was very much everybody wanted to do that job and it was because when you did the Welk show it was more like family mm-hmm. it was a it was a camaraderie between all the people working there and Lawrence was the glue that held it together it was a show with a lot of opportunities to do just about anything you wanted and in my job as a stage manager it gave me close contact with the musicians in the band and I got to know a lot of them very well, and they were really great players. And as a musician myself, it was a wonderful opportunity for me to get input from these great musicians. Uh, from they, they would be very willing to talk to me about my music. And For example, I would write an, an arrangement or a song, and the band would play it for me on a 10-minute break. I mean, <laughs> what an amazing thing. That's a great compliment. Well, these guys would were, were studio musicians. When they were in a studio, they were paid handsome rates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these are very successful musicians. And to get on the Lawrence Welsh show, you had to be really darn good. You had to be one of the top players. People say, "Oh, well, they played simple stuff." That didn't mean that they weren't great players. Yeah, you know that was the the, the sound of the band was so great because they had great musicians, great great musicians. And the fact that they played, quote-unquote, simple stuff on the Welk Show, that spoke more to the formula of the Welk Show and and why that show lasted for as long as it did. A lot of people asked that question. Why was it that Welk survived when other shows didn't, Mm -hmm. other music shows? And I got the answer when we were doing a show in Hawaii. One of the times I was there, I, uh, I was assigned to do just uh, do some surveying work to see what sites we might use mm-hmm. for uh, various numbers that we might do with a band. And one of the things I did was I took a raft trip. I was on a raft that drifted beneath this beautiful canopy of flowers and stuff. It was a gorgeous ride. And there was a Hawaiian very large Hawaiian guy <laughs> was steering, steering the raft, which had a little electric or had a gasoline motor on it, and he was steering it and playing the bass at the same time, <laughs> the upright bass, <laughs> because we weren't going very fast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's an interesting 
just play play an instrument while you're steering a raft full of people. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a a, a lady playing the, the, the ukulele, and they were singing these Hawaiian songs, which I thought were pretty corny, but I was watching the audience on that raft, and these people were there, their eyes were glazed over. I mean, it was amazing the effect of this, well, it was a beautiful ride. It was, a, you know, the flowers and all the stuff. But the music was getting to these people. And it was very simple. I mean, here's a, a, a lady with a ukulele and a guy playing a bass, but he's also stirring the raft. And I suddenly realized this was the Lawrence Welk audience. This was, These were the folks that he, he played to. These weren't sophisticated opera goers or jazz aficionados. They were people who loved music, but probably only got it on the radio on the farm at certain hours Mm -hmm. on an AM station, which maybe wasn't on all the time. And that was just an eye-opener to me, because Lawrence knew these people. These were his audience. And he treated them with great dignity. Lawrence Welk never had an entourage. He went in his car to the supermarket and bought food like anybody else. Now, the man was naturally surrounded by people, they would do it, but they were very respectful of him and admired that. He was remarkable in that regard. But on a personal level, I know he loved jazz. And he loved jazz musicians and all the rest of it. But he knew for his show, he had to play to his audience. Yeah. And that's what he did. You don't stay on, you don't stay on the air for 25 years unless you... He's still on the air, you know. That's I mean, true. That's true. PBS, they show reruns of the Welk Show all the time. It's, it's, it's amazing. And and uh, everything was quality. The, the 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 work on the show because we got people who want everybody wanted to work that show and and the crew always did the very maximum best for. They got great sets, great lighting, great everything. You know, great costuming, and it was a very simple format. There was nothing very difficult about it. But there were many different acts, each one of them appealing to a different audience. Mm-hmm. You had Guy and Rolla who were singing, and then you had Bobby and Sissy who were dancing, mm-hmm. and then you had Arthur Duncan doing his dance. And Arthur Duncan, being a black man, brought in the, the black audience. Mm-hmm. And then you had Anna Connie, who was the Mexican singer, and she brought in that group of people. And so his show had a wide appeal because he had people on the show that the audience could identify with, and that was really an important part of it. The man was a genius in that regard, I really, truly. Emmy Award winner Ron Bacon is on the line with us to share a few memories of his 35-year career in network TV production. We'll take a quick time out. We'll talk some more about the Lawrence Welk Show and some of the other shows that Ron worked on. We come back on TV Confidential. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, 
call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.